You can't hear very good. You don't know what's going on. I almost got up too early. I'm just in a hurry. I can't hardly wait to get here. I'd like to read a scripture, a very familiar scripture from Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 28. You probably quote this. This is my favorite verse in the Bible. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I've never quite thought this, about this verse just like I have since I've looked at it many, many times here recently. You notice Paul doesn't say, and I know, but he says, and we know. So you folks know, too, that this scripture does work. Or at least I hope you do. It says, and we know that all things work together for good. You can say amen to that. To them that love God, and this word love is the key word here, for this scripture to work for us, we must have to love God. That's how it works. Because if we love the Lord, God is working in our behalf so that whatever comes our way, It will be for our good. And then he goes on to say, to them who are the called. And God calls each one of us into this glorious gospel. He says, called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for every one of us. And hopefully you have found that purpose Maybe you've not heard that calling, but it says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You know, when the Lord, I'm not going to talk about this very much, but when the Lord called me to preach, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And I named off a lot of other people uh, in the church there where I was at in in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Like, what, what about them? But I never heard anything about them. God, sometimes we we think God makes mistakes. But he never makes a mistake. Not at all. In fact, if we think about this verse, how it really works, Paul said this with authority because he had been there. He had done that. God had worked things out for him, and he could say, and we know that all things work together for good. And would we say, well, just some things? He says all things, no no matter what it is. Of course, I've heard people say, well, that's not what that really means, but I believe it really means that, that whatever comes our way, as Christians, as loving God, that he permits things to happen in our lives for the furtherance of the gospel. 
because that's why the Lord saves us. Not only saves us to make heaven our home, but he saves us to do his work, to reach out to others that souls might be saved, more souls might be saved. So there's a work for us to do. And it might not be always as joyous, joyous as we think, but really it is. It's a good thing to do, do something for the Lord. And, and he's, he's calling after hearts if they will answer. You know, when the Lord saves us, his will is that we stay saved. And I can't say that everything that comes our way is something that we uh, appreciate so much. We just got to tell somebody this has happened to me. We think sometimes we want to turn and run the other way. In fact, in fact, that's been sometimes in my life. Because it's it's not what we would think it should be. But God helps us. He gives us grace. And his grace is sufficient for each one of us. It really is. And you think, well, I, I'd like to be like Paul. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think I want to endure the things that he did. He was beaten, received stripes. He was shipwrecked. There was a lot of things that happened to him. But, but uh, all of this is saying... All of these things are for our good, for the furtherance of the gospel, that, that more people might be saved. And, that, and that's really what it's all about. And, and, you know, sometimes I've heard people say that what this happened to me, that happened to me, and they begin to blame God for what has happened to them. But God permits things to happen to us, and he says that he will not permit anything to happen to us, but what we can't, he'll help us to overcome. He'll help us to go through this. He'll give us the grace to keep on keeping on, and we can look back, and that was an experience that we went through that was for our good. Uh, I don't, I, some of these trials that, that we face, and, and in Luke, the 16th chapter, 33rd verse, Jesus, he gives us a warning here. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. So what, when trials comes our way, God is there to give us peace in the midst of the storm. And storms will come our way. There's no way that we can uh, get around that. Even, even as a sinner, people in the world face many storms, and how do they get through it? Sometimes they don't. But God gives us victory and gives us peace in the storm. And he said, in the world you should have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So we have that example there of the Lord. He will help us, gives us peace in the midst of the storm, and he helps us in going through. We, we want to stay saved. 
we want to, probably if I ask for a show of hands, who, who wants to continue to follow the Lord every step of the way? Probably everyone would raise their hands. Right? I'm sure of that. I'm sure you would. So, there will be tribulation that comes our way. And we find that out pretty quick after we get saved. You know, some of us didn't realize that there was a devil out there that that would come and that he would cause lots of things to happen in our lives. But the Lord helps us to overcome that. I'm glad that we have someone that, that is on our side. And in this uh, chapter 8 of Romans, it says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And, and that's a good verse to remember because there is opposition. I remember years ago as a truck driver uh, in, in Arkansas, I had a job change. The company that I worked for sold out. And this other company, it's a long story, but I don't have time to tell all of it. Anyway, I got a new boss. And I was a pastor at the time. And there was times that I needed to take off. And there was times that this man would be so upset. I'd go in in the mornings and he'd be yelling at me. And lots and lots of days that I didn't want to go back to work. But I had a family to feed, needed to have money to buy groceries. God gave me grace to go and show up another day. And I even heard later after he quit that he wished I I would get fired because I talked to him about the Lord. And I think one reason he didn't like me so much that he said that his dad was actually a minister. So he knew he was, he drank, talked bad. He did, he did all of it. But the Lord, the Lord helped me every step of the way. And that's, that's some of those things that you don't want to face. And some of us have faced things in our lives that we wish we could put that all behind us, forget about it. But God helps us every step of the way. Sometimes when people lose their job, and I've faced this, you lose your job and you think, well, what's next? This must be the end of the road for me. But you know, lots of times I'd like to say tonight that sometimes when we lose our job, God's got something else better for us in store down the road. He's, al- he's already been there working in our behalf. God has, he goes to great lengths as to how he will help us. He's, he's already got it figured out. You know, we, we don't have to try to figure it out. All we, all we have to do is have his grace, have his power to help us to overcome. You know, it, God is, he's so wonderful. He's done so many things for us and he, and he wants to do more for us every step of the way. Let's look into Acts, 16th chapter of Acts, the 16th verse. You know, you you wonder sometimes, how far will God go to help a soul to be saved? And I'm sure some of you have 
has a, a testimony of how God has saved you, how for God would come to save you. And here, it's probably none of us here this evening that has been locked up in prison because of something good that we did. And I'm sure there's people in the world that, people around the world that have been locked up for something good that they have done, but I've, I've never been locked up in, in, in jail. So that would be a, a, a new experience for me for sure. But here, Paul, the Lord had work for him to do. And there was some way that he needed to get there. So the Lord permits things to come our way that will help us to get to the place that God wants us to be. And it said that it came to pass as we went to prayer, certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, and the same follow us, followed us. And it says that for many days she, she did this, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, Command thee in the name of Jesus, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. But her masters realized when she lost that spirit that there was no gain for them, and that Paul and Silas had to suffer something. So they proceeded to beat them, and it says that they received many stripes. And so they cast them into prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And I think as they were cast into prison here after being beaten, how much pain did they have? It must have been awful to have been beaten like that and then thrown into prison. But the jailer was a man that was seeking the Lord. He was a man that needed to be saved. And would Paul have ever gone to this jail or this prison? Maybe, maybe not, but God wanted him to be there at that timing, and timing is everything in our lives. God sets the right time. I know when, when I got saved, it was, it was the right time. God worked, worked all of that out. And so my wife and I went that one Sunday morning. It was the right time. We prayed, and God saved us. Well, this jailer here, he was... It, it, it says at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed, and they sang praises. And it says that the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's band was loosed. What a prayer meeting. We can use a little bit of that around here. I think sometimes as we pray here, I think, oh, just get a hold of God. God, come down and bless us in a mighty revival. Pour his spirit out. Be a wonderful thing. I like that. I like the sound of it. But as these 
prisoners were loosed, the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open. He said it would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all, we're all here. Then he called for a light, sprang in, came, trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out. And he says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. We have people that would walk in here and come, and what must I do to be saved? And I've said this a few times, that we have lots of people that walk by this church every day. And I wonder if there's a thought that goes through their mind as, what goes on in there? What happens in there? And you know, I really truly believe if they knew what happened in here, we couldn't keep them out. If they could experience something, you know, and tell them, you can come and try it. If you don't like it, you can leave. But you know, the majority of people that try one time, like, ah, this is what I've been looking for. The peace and the joy, the love that comes into a person's heart when they receive that spirit of God down, down in, in their lives, there's nothing like it in all the world. I just thought of, thought of a man that I saw the other night that walked by our house. He had no shirt on, which makes no difference. But I could tell there was, he didn't really, he wasn't really with it. But he was across the street from our house and he was looking over at the tabernacle and he started yelling and he was pointing and I couldn't hear what he was saying and probably I didn't want to hear what he was saying. But he acted like he was upset because of what was across the street from him. I didn't think too much about it. He left and walked on down the street and he came back about 10 o'clock that night and he stood in front of the pastor's house and he... He gave another good, he, or he gave another talk. He was pointing and talking real loud. I was, I was up in my room and I what is that out there? This man was talking real loud. I think, oh, if you know, if he just had the love of God, if he was saved, he'd be so thankful for what the Lord has done. And God, God can do that. God can keep us. God can help us every step of the way as we follow him. And what a grand, what a grand day that it's going to be one of these days. And like Brother Dave mentioned, I, I believe we're right there at that time that the Lord's coming soon. And are you ready? Are you ready? I'd like to ask you something else. This verse 8. Chapter 8, verse 28. Have you had an opportunity to really prove that scripture? That God can really help you when something comes your way and you know there's no way you can do anything about it. God can give you grace. 
His unmerited favor toward you. He can help you every step of the way. And tonight, if you feel that you're facing something that you don't know, you have no clue what to do about it, God does. God has a clue as to what to do. He can come down and he can, and he can help you every, every step of the way and he can help you in ways that you, you can't even try to dream up what God can do to help you every step of the way. And I'd say, God, help us to be faithful, to call upon the Lord, and the Lord will help you every step of the way. So let, let's have a prayer meeting tonight and we, we can turn to the Lord and he will look down and he will bless your heart Feel it to what we could say, give you gospel measure that's pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's the kind of blessing that I want. I really do. Like Brother Rob said the other night, I, I hunger for something like that. I truly do. So the Lord bless us tonight as we as we stand and sing 479 and the altar of prayer. So then come and pray.